You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up, let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Welcome to The Powerhouse Musician. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is a podcast for classical musicians, you, the powerhouse musician yourself, to get all the goods. You're going to get the business intel, the savvy, and the motivation to make it in today's classical music scene. When I started my music school several years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I threw together a website and I jumped into the world of business and marketing, all while teaching a full studio of violin students and raising a family at the time of three small kids. Now with over 650 students at the Lane School of Music and a team of 50 teachers and administrative staff, I can say I've learned a thing or two about how to get a music studio up and running. And guess what? A lot of what I learned about sales, marketing, and mindset is directly applicable to musicians in any field. So have a listen to a few clips from the upcoming episodes and see what nuggets you can take away to make your own powerhouse musician path. I spent this summer making, building this second location, not with my hands. It wasn't a music school that I built physically. We hired contractors to build it and all of that. But it felt like I was birthing another child. I have three kids and this was, it felt like being pregnant for six months and now finally birthing it out. It was like incredibly laborious task. And this time I wasn't as hands-on as I normally would be. We've opened other locations before never two. We've never had two at the same time. We've always just upgraded from one small school to a slightly bigger one and to a slightly bigger one. And now finally the second location. And it's never felt quite like this because normally I'm in there, I'm painting, I'm scrubbing floors, I'm setting up furniture. And this time I really did delegate a lot of those things out, which I really recommend if you have big projects that you, you know, get a team of people to help you with it if you can. But that brought different challenges with it that I'm going to share with you a little bit about what that has meant and how different that looked. Delegating isn't always, you know, a fix all of everything. It doesn't, it doesn't take away the problem. You still have to manage the people who are doing the work for you. Because basically what happened is we had these goals of how many students we wanted to have and we're going to build this brand new school. It's going to be great. And we're going to get all these students. It's going to be fantastic. And I had these like high numbers for student enrollment and everything. And we didn't hit them. We didn't even come close. I think maybe if I'm, you know, being a little bit generous with the numbers and extrapolating it over the next month or two as well, we probably got to about 50% of our goal which feels almost like a failure. But I think that we did, and I did, everything that I could have. I did everything that I possibly was capable of doing. The people that I had put in place to do some of that work, did. they worked very hard doing everything that they possibly could and everything that I asked them to do. And so we got exactly what we could handle. So what I'm trying to say is success looks very different for different people. But it also, when you look backwards on success, it also can look very different than you were expecting it to look, both good and bad. And that's kind of what I'm reflecting on today with you all. So 
let's talk about what's going to happen if you take those different actions. And of course, there are lots of different things that you can try if you're trying to expand your, your potential. But some of the things that are guaranteed to happen are risk. You will have to take risks. You will have to go into the unknown. You will have to feel uncomfortable. You will have to do things differently and you will not probably enjoy that all of the time. So think of the thing, the goal that you're trying to reach, the potential you're trying to expand. It's going to involve risk. It's going to involve doing unknown and different things that you haven't done before. And you need to kind of embrace that. We all do. The other thing that you can pretty much guarantee is going to happen when you expand your potential and you move beyond that stuckness, that ceiling, that wall, something that you can guarantee to happen will be failure because life is really about trial and error. And that means that there's going to be some failure involved with figuring out the right path forward. And if you're afraid of failure, then that means that you're going to be afraid of success. You're not going to have success in that area. So being Embracing failure as part of the process, you've all heard this before, is going to help you push beyond those limits and expand your potential. Because again, you've already reached your potential. You're going to have to do something different. And that unknown area involves failure. It just does. That's just what you have to kind of embrace. We all do. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun, but it's necessary. But because you're embracing that failure and because you're going into this mode of trial and error, that will also mean that there will be some success in there too. Saying that you want something big and saying that, you know, I talk a lot about like knowing what you want and saying that you want this big thing and like creating this big life or dream or goal or whatever for yourself is one thing. And then actually doing it is quite another thing. So visualizing what you want the outcome to be has been so super helpful for me. And I want to sh- share with you how I have done this. So let's say, for example, that you are a teacher and you want 10 more students in your private music studio. So I just want to ask the question of like, how are you counting that? Like, where does that number actually show up? Let's say you have 10 students now and you want 10 more. Where do you actually see that information come up? Like, where are you counting it? Where are you keeping track of it? For me, I like spreadsheets. So I always have this information, this data for our music school in a spreadsheet. And I can always go and count and see how many students we have at any given time. So for other people, maybe you just have a list somewhere or an email list or wherever it is. Maybe you're going to write it out. Whatever it is, where are you actually going to see that outcome? You might also think of it as like, how are you going to share that news when it actually happens? When the goal is reached, when you have those extra 10 students Are you like calling someone to tell them? Are you writing it down somewhere? Are you sending it in an email? Where is that information documented? And for me, because I'm pretty visual, how am I going to see it? That's really, really important because I want to visualize. I want to imagine seeing those 10 extra students on the spreadsheet. I want to imagine seeing it in the email or whatever it is. I I want the physical evidence that it's going to be happening. So Are you going to be counting it on a spreadsheet? Are you going to be writing it down? Are you going to be, you know, talking to someone on the phone and telling or texting it to someone? Where are you actually going to see that result? And then can you visualize that? Because I think a lot of us, we do things like, you know, we make a vision board or we write it in our journal, like in a whole bunch of words that this is what we want. Or, you know, we have like a Pinterest board or something like that. All of those things are super helpful and I recommend that you try them if you haven't already. Like that's super helpful to know 
like generally kind of what you're going for, like the big image, but get really specific. Like where is it actually, where are you writing down that you want those 10 students? Where are you writing down that you want that full concert? Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician.